Hello and welcome to today's edition of Chapter by Chapter for Dune. I am your host, Will Cowan. With me is my co-host and good friend, Steve. Hey. Hey, Will. Hey, man. <laughs> Hilarious. Well, you know, hey, we're back again. For We're wrapping up the week, man. Wrapping it up. Wrapping it up. And is this our... Wrapping it up. Penultimate week? Do we only have one week left here? We have one week and a bit left. I think we're going to be ending a show on a Wednesday. And fun fact, Steve, I think we ended a lot of Wednesday. last season on a Wednesday as well. Wow. Wow, 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 Wednesday. wow, We're establishing a brand, you know? And on Wednesday. <laughs> uh, I... I gotta, I gotta say here, man. Like before we get into the show, I kind of feel like Paul, like he does at the beginning of this chapter, because mm. uh, a couple of nights ago, uh, since our yesterday's recording, we recorded a couple of days ago, according to this recording, and in between that time, stop uh, giving away our secrets. I, oh, sorry, I didn't know people were gonna copy our methods and and achieve more success than we. It's are. not about that. <laughs> it's not about that. But yes. So a couple of days ago, uh, in between that time, I joined an online party with a few of the people that are in the Twitter of time community. Not that I was like a big social part of it, but I ended up drinking more booze than I've had. I was there. Yeah, you were there. I saw you. Uh, more. I've I ended my nose in. Dr- I drank more booze than I have in since my university days. And I and probably more. Yeah, since that time I lost you in the toilet. Oh, oh, dude, should we tell that story? No, what? No, we're gonna make you guys pay for that story on our Patreon when it comes out. Yeah, <laughs> pay for it. Pay for that story. Will shit himself. <laughs> dude, don't give it away. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I woke up yesterday and went the day that you and I were supposed to be recording this episode, and I, I, th- it's a. I'm reaching he that shit himself. <laughs> I shit myself. I'm reaching that point in my life, you know, like I'm now I I'm not I hate to say that like I'm getting old because I'm only I, I'm I'm not a not a an old person by any stretch of the imagination, but Will's a young I'm boy starting to see the it creeping up. And uh that hangover was that hangover was sobering. That was that was a reality. First of all, by some stretches of the imagination you are you are an old person because you're about as interesting as an unbuttered crumpet. <laughs> and uh for seconds for uh for seconds uh hey, it's a rite of passage as we get older. Oh man. Uh it's ritualistic to take the entire next day off. You know, you have maybe two you have a couple beers the night before. Take the entire next day off to expel the toxins. I couldn't believe it. I woke up at like 5.30 in the morning just sweating and angry and floating in between different forms of consciousness. And my cat's yelling at me, asking for food and just being a dick. But that's neither here or there. Let's get into the chapter today. Uh, today, chapter 40. And do you have a chapter name for us, Steve? Uh, nope. I got one. And I actually... The trade... Finish that thought. Finish that thought! <laughs> I was going to say betrayed by sand. It doesn't have anything to do with anything. It just screamed out of my brain. Cut it. Uh, Cut it out. Make people pay for it. I... <laughs> uh, 
uh, I actually was going through uh, the chapter again, just looking for little things that I would write notes about. And I found out what they call the songs that are in this chapter. Because there's a couple of songs in this. You can hear some people in the some background uh, playing their balisettes, serenading the other Fremens around them. Um, mm-hmm. They call these songs, and I <clears throat> shit you not, you can check it on page 622 of your book, Steve. They call them sand chanties. Sand chanties. Songs about sand? Songs that- about sand, man. That's just what I'm trying to say. And I figured, like, okay, I think we've already mentioned a couple of times. It's the name of Muadib's second album, Songs About Sand. By the Princess Irulan. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, that would be, like, the big 180 turn that we find out near the end of the series is that Princess Irulan wasn't a person at all. It was his band. And everything we've been reading has been lyrics. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) I love that. Wow. Yeah, it's like Princess Irulan's his band, and all of these are just crazy albums. And he's really, you know, he probably would be kind of like a Kanye West kind of character. It's really you know, outside. Every the box. album's about him. Really yeah. outside the box. Uh, and on top of that, like I've said, we've said it a couple of times in in this uh, podcast that you and I are pretty big pirate fans, or at I least we like pretend to be. I love a boat. I love an eye patch. I like a peg leg and a hook. So sh- shanties. I like a shanty. shanties are all it's everything for us so whenever you throw in a sea shanty i'm in i'll i will go see any sort of like pirate rock band uh if there's if there's if rock and roll shows are ever allowed to happen i'll see a regular pirate band i want like where's the pirate ren fairs you know where's the pirate renaissance yeah that's what i want i mean do do they hang out at ren fairs like pirates no. Like it just normal ones? Different era normal? entirely. I, you sound silly. Well, I know. I guess. <laughs> yeah, you sound ridiculous. <laughs> yes. Uh, but yeah, the chapter today I wanted to title Sand Chanties for that specific reason. And I believe it is also my turn to do the chapter introduction. And I'll give it a shot right now. Watch me fuck this up. <clears throat> Let's watch. There is in all things a pattern that is part of our universe. It has symmetry, elegance, and grace, those qualities you find in that which the true artist captures. You can find it in the turning of the seasons, in the way sand trails along a ridge, in the branch clusters of the creosote bush, or the pattern of its leaves. Okay. We tried to copy these what's going on we try to (laughs) what is going on here we try to copy these patterns in our lives and in our society seeking the rhythms the dances the forms that comfort yet it is yet it is possible to see peril in the finding of ultimate perfection it is clear that the ultimate pattern contains its own fixity in such perfection all things to move towards death from collected sayings of Muad'Dib by the Princess Al, by Al- the Princess Aluron, Aluron, Princess Aluron is Aluron like a that's some Lord of the Rings character. Okay, okay. Wow, wow. That's a oh, lot sorry. of sneezes. When you say oh, you're not allergic to cats I'm... anymore. He gets a cat. He's allergic <laughs> to cats. He gets a cat. I mean, yeah. Okay. I can wake. My face just swells up. 
every morning, but hey, man, I got a cat. You got to love cute, the cat, he's, man. He's a cute little guy, you know? So this chapter here, or this chapter introduction, uh, is just talking about, I think, is just how patterns and like kind of living up to the patterns of the universe or trying to achieve ultimate perfection is ultimately kind of wasted time. Because you'll never be you'll never achieve perfection. You just nope. can't do it. And I think it's an interesting introduction to juxtapose against this chapter, which is heavily which is heavily Paul's chapter. All of it is Paul's chapter. And uh his kind of like the fact that he's dealing with a unit with the universe in a very unique way. So through this entire chapter, and you know what? Actually, like when I was reading this, so we all know that like Paul is kind of like slipping in and out of time, like his old time consciousness and time awareness is really fucked. His like at first he's like weekend and he's all over the place. Oh yeah. At first he's like, Oh, I'm, I am uh, waiting for Chani. Chani is with my son and she's in the South. Oh wait, no, I'm with her right now. Oh wait, no, I'm actually hanging out with my mom. Oh wait, no, I'm actually waiting to go do this sand uh, driver's test that I've been waiting to do for my entire life. <laughs> sounds chaotic. And it sounds, it sounds it's a, like a real rough way to live and an easy way to develop some anxiety issues. Oh, fast. Here's the, the But the reason why I was thinking about this is because um, while reading it, I feel like I've been through this situation, not just not just drunk in the past few days, but like he does remind himself that like, oh, okay, it's okay. You're just slipping in and out of time. Just relax. Hey, this is you what it's like drugs. when I eat too much mushrooms. You know, you, I remember you giving me a conversation, like you you and I having a conversation. I think this is very early days of me smoking weed. And you're like, dude, just relax. Just remember, whenever you start like freaking out, is that you're high. And you took the spice. You did this. You got to remember you that you spice. took the spice. There's a reason why you're freaking out. Because you took yeah. the spice. Paul. And that has become kind of a mantra for me when uh when i start going off that deep end of anxiety whenever i'm stoned paul kind of reminds himself this same very tactic at some point in the chapter he's just like oh wait i'm just slipping in out of i'm slipping in and out of time i think he has a call he, he <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah i'm slipping out in a time again relax that's what's <laughs> happening i think there's like a name for it crazy I think he calls me. it the uh the alam al metal but I'm not exactly sure if the that's Alam the actual term. Al-Matal. Yeah. So, like, at least there's a term for that. In yep. in real world, we just call that anxiety. But, you yeah, know, schizophrenia. Schizophrenia. <laughs> if you're jumping um, into different realities, I mean, hey. I wish I could. A, it's a roller coaster. Yeah. So, uh,. What do you think about this here, Steve? Like, okay, let's let's break down the the first instance of him with uh, Cheney, and they're in the CF somewhere, and Cheney kills a uh, potential challenger of Muad'Dib. It seems mm-hmm. like that's kind of like a like like a thing that everybody's doing nowadays. It's just like seems like everyone's a potential challenger because nobody really everyone wants to test the prophecy, or everyone's like, oh, we got to see, we got to find yeah. out. Yeah. If I can and kill him, then he's not that prophecy. But, you know, the other side of that is he kills me. But he, that's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Or, in this case, Cheney will just kill you. And I think Cheney's point is like, yeah. look, we all know you're the you're the chosen one. You're the, you're our hero. You're our, 
you're a savior in this story uh what's the point of letting some asshole like waste your time when you could be in there eating some spice and jumping through time and he's like she's got a point he's, he's yeah, got he, a he's point like, you're right yeah i think he's pissed off at the beginning because he's like well that's my problem to deal with if somebody's going to you know challenge me then i should yeah, and he doesn't want it to be viewed as like weak or that uh you know that his lady has to take care of his problems for him mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um i like that Hera is still with him like they're not married they're not together but like he's still it's still like Her- he Hera is still his responsibility same with those two kids I mean, she's a servant cheney yeah more or less like a like a servant or uh, i don't know like he's he's squatting at her place because he just killed yeah, yeah, because yeah. <laughs> of all the rules it's like that time i had that gutter punk that guy named uh spider and he was living on my couch i remember that guy it's it's exactly like that guy but you know yeah a lot less Except dirt yeah. i'm sure a lot less scabs <laughs> Uh, doesn't oh, smell sucks. of cigarettes and pungent bo as much no. hey man that's called spice that's the spice that's the spice it's the spice man <laughs> all right i'm going i've gone too far yeah yeah, yeah. um <laughs> and that slips into another like future memory thing i don't even know like if it's in the past or if it's in the future of him talking to jessica and jessica kind of jessica I, I'm not sure if she's like she's getting becoming more afraid of Paul and his powers, or that she's warning Paul of uh, like sort of ignorance of like the ability that he carries and like the fact that the Fremen are looking at him quite heavily as a religious figure, and she's like, "You've got to be really careful with this because when you when you combine politics and religion in such a way." You're creating a force of nature that nothing in the universe can stop. Mm-hmm. Like nothing. And Paul knows this. And he's just like, I took the spice. <laughs> can't, yeah, can't really stop um, it. Hmm, yeah, I know. But uh, here's the thing. I just ate a lot of spice. And space Nazis are coming. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you. Space Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> oh fucking no space hitler what, what are we talking about how many weeks how many days this has is been a t- screaming about sand i don't know man i don't want to scream about sand anymore for will <laughs> for months we've been doing I want this it. for months since early october and and this this it's is gonna like now. this is a new year and this episode that we're recording right now isn't gonna drop for a couple more weeks. That's year, right. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Hey. Oh, um, fuck. Where are we? Yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> what's what's interesting, what I kind of want to draw attention to right now is the fact that Jessica doesn't seem to be taking responsibility of her whole, her, her participation in all this. You know, she disobeyed the Benny Gesserit. She, she gave Paul to the Duke and... Now they're, I think even some chapters, she's even told Paul to, um, what's the word? Like take advantage of the Fremen religion so that they can just survive. But now it's just getting to a point where, you know, like 
this is what they are. This is who they are now. This is their job. Cold and blooded. I feel like Jessica is kind of blaming Paul for this. It does seem that way. Well, Paul has yeah. realized that Jessica's the enemy. He knows. Yeah. Yeah, and that that's a that's kind of the point I'm referencing. And Jessica to. probably doesn't know that she's the enemy. Yeah, but it's not really like an enemy in the same sense as like she's the, the antagonist. Bear. I think she's just like she is taking advantage. She took advantage of a situation. And I don't think she's ready to admit her own guilt in in this exactly. process. And she's pro- yeah. she's not she's not. And I don't think she's going to. However, she does reveal that she does like Cheney after how many years? Because this is like two years after. Uh, this is our first chapter with Paul uh, after the Water of Life situation. This is so two now, years? Yeah, it's, it's been, been two, two years. years? Yeah, Aaliyah is now oh, born. Uh, That's mentioned. Shit, did I miss that? Oh, yeah. It's jumping through time. Uh, Paul has a son now, L- Little Leto. I thought that, Okay. <laughs> wow 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 <laughs> things are really uh my prescience is really opening up right now because let me tell you oh, i yeah. was confused re- reading this i didn't understand what was going on i didn't understand who little little was i didn't understand if paul had a son if paul had become some sh- sort of tiny little leto and he'd shrunken <laughs> I, d- I really didn't know um so <laughs> you know good no, thing no, no, no. podcast on this book dissecting it Oh boy. Hey, I'm sure we've gotten things real wrong in the past, but I think this is I think this is right is that he's jumping in between time and like now that it's been 2 years like Aaliyah is now born his sister. Yeah, okay. Uh, she, but it hasn't actually been 2 years. He just jumped It has two been years. 2 years. It has been 2 years. Like the oh. the cuz like when the that conversation between Fade and Baron happened where they struck that little deal up to with each other. Yeah. That was two years after the Water of Life situation. Now Aaliyah is born. Little Leto is born. Um, and people aren't really, like, happy with Aaliyah. I think that's, like, mentioned in this chapter a couple of times by Jessica or by Chaney or whatever. They're, like, because she's pre-born. Like, she's born with prescience and her own level of understanding of the of the world. Like, she took the Water of Life in the womb. So, yeah. Uh, the fact that she's practically already like an adult, even though she's a toddler, is freaking some people out. Can you imagine Wait, you're high on spice? She's and an adult, but the- she's a toddler. What are you talking about? She's a little toddler walking around who's like as smart as an adult. Yes, doing taxes and stuff. Absolutely, but even more uh, so, more taxes, space taxes. I don't like this space future taxes. Wait till you start to like do it. <sighs> we we get into chapters with Aaliyah, and you're gonna be like, "What is happening here?" This, that's a thing. On. That is a thing. And, how, and she's like oh, what, like two. Yep, she's like two. And she can talk Walking and around. think like an adult. Pretty much. Wow, this book is something. Yeah. This book <laughs> is okay. Well, so after uh, Paul's like crazy mind tripping expands through all different realities for himself or different time frames for himself. He wakes up in a tent in the desert and he is getting ready for, like I said, his worm driving test. It's a big, yeah. it's, a, it's a big point in every, every young. So can the adult two year old drive around? 
Can uh, an adult two-year-old get a drive a worm? Like Aaliyah? You're talking specifically about Aaliyah? Yeah. Uh, no, I don't Dan. think so. I think, I think, uh, I, I, I'm not exactly sure of her position inside the CH right now. Uh, I know that she's protected because she is Paul's sister and that she is Jessica's daughter. And Jessica is now the Reverend mother for the Fremen. And Paul is obviously Muad'Dib. I don't know what her position is inside the CH, but she can't ride a worm. I think that's like a, that's like an age thing. Like wait till you're like 17. That's the age of Paul right now. And now okay. you can get your worm license. Okay. So Paul's getting you know? his worm license. Do you think they have like, you know, worm one. A- AMA for, for worm, for worm riders? I do. Yeah. <laughs> like a little class, like uh, full of 15, 16 year olds. <clears throat> All right, everybody. Now, if you enter a, a f- uh, four way stop, which worm has the right of way? <laughs> Yeah, and then like uh, you know, you can call like if your worm tires out and and leaves you in the middle of nowhere and you can't get another worm where you're nowhere to be found. What do you do? You got like a special AMA thumper that you set <laughs> off, you know, and then a uh, and then a uh, you know a, a trusty hardened desert fremen comes out, brings a worm, brings a fresh worm out to you. Yeah. With his, with like he, he just rides it out for you, and yeah. he just t- takes another worm back, and he takes exactly you know? <laughs> that. Well, that's the other thing about this whole worm riding business is like Stilgar kind of makes it sound like it's almost like a taxi service. You ride a worm until it is tired out. You just tucker the fellow out, and then you just call the next worm with another thumper, and then you take that worm to the next place. It's like Uber. And it's like an Uber. You know, you just call one. Yeah. It takes you takes you where you need to go. And the way that you uh, insert the hooks into the worm, you actually have a lot of control over how the worm moves and where it can go. Yeah, I thought so, it was cool because it's like when the hooks get into, there's only like the one part you can, that you got to hook onto the worm. And then it's like, it's almost like a gill or something, right? It's like an air duct. Like a breathing duct. And then when, when you, like when they're hooked, the worm turns it up to the sky, yeah. right? To keep it away yeah, from yeah, sand yeah. getting into it because the hooks open it up. Something like that. Yeah, exactly. That's what I took from it. They hook the little gill thing. The it, the hooks open it up. The worm doesn't want sand in it, so he turns on his side and puts the gill up facing the sky, and that's where you sit as the rider and stay up there, and he won't. And he'll stay that way because he doesn't want sand in his wormhole until he tires out. Until <laughs> you tucker him all out and then he slows down and he starts rolling mm. over and then you have to hop Also, off. they won't go under the sand if that gill is open. That's the big That's the big reason to do it. That's what right. keeps them up top. Otherwise, they would, they would burrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. I mean... Fremen know what they. Fremen know how to get around this planet, man. And this and is air. how you get around in fucking style. It's cool yep. as shit. And uh, the the back half of this chapter is basically um, Paul just getting himself ready for this test. And the and the crazy thing is, is that the test the the chapter ends on a cliffhanger. He sees yeah, the worm. Happen. It is the it is the biggest worm that he's ever seen. Like he is he's blown away. Like it's it's Hasn't huge seen anything and that's like that size 
Exactly. And I think that's going to kind of like feed into the legend of Muad'Dib like even more. Like he not only for his first ride caught a worm if he if he does it, but it will be the biggest worm that he's ever seen and maybe even the Fremen has ever seen. So now he's on King Worm. Yeah. King of the worms. I'm sure he'll I'm sure he'll catch it. But, you know, St- Stilgar gave him training. Cheney's gave him some sort of training and advice. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's nervous, but it's really all about, like, sort of, like, letting go and just, like, following your worm instincts and getting up there. He's So Paul's seen it done. He's just never done it. No, he's never done it. He's been on, like, some test runs with uh, Stilgar and other CH members uh, just getting onto the worm. But I don't think he's never done it alone. He's never driven it. And he's got to figure it all out this time. Improve it. Improve I mean, himself. I'm sure Stilgar. I'm sure Stilgar would have uh, like, hey, Paul, come up front here, sit on, sit on new dad's lap, and try and drive the worm. Yeah, I mean, I, you would think, but also at the same time, it it kind of like taints the process because it's not really how it is. It's not really a slow learning thing. It's kind of like, yeah, we can, we can, we can tell you how it is, but then you got to just do it all. It's like yeah, the driver's yeah, test. Yeah, you only get one shot at it, though. Yeah, I mean, you could, like, it depends on how detailed your AMA, your AWA yeah. uh, uh, lessons are, That's you know? It. And I think he only had a couple of lessons. I don't think he, he did any of this stuff really on his, on his I mean, loans. He's, call the work. he's not going to spend that much time on lessons. He's like, I'm the chosen one. Uh, whatever. Get me on yeah, this one. He's, he's got... He's got he's got the uh, the arrogance to pull it off, and I think that's just kind of like sometimes if you just have the confidence, you're just gonna be you're gonna do it. You're gonna be fine, and Paul's got that. Is this the worm in the trailer that Paul's standing right in front of for the new movie? No, no, that's that's the in the trailer with Paul uh, looking at it. That is when Jessica and Paul are running through the desert. Um trying to get to trying to get to find the Fremen. You remember that scene where they like dig a hole in the sand and they, uh, they camp yeah, yeah, out yeah. there and then they come out. So that stuff, uh, this, I don't think we're going to see this scene in the, in this first movie. Oh yeah. At all. Cause that's what you're saying. You think the movie's going to end, but you're probably right. I don't know. We'll I mean, see. we only have eight chapters left after this eight. That's it. So it's a, it's a very short ride between, First worm ride and the end of this book. But at the same time, there has to be worm riding. There has to be worm riding in that movie. I'm sure maybe we might. Paul be, doing I'm it, think, but... Yeah, maybe we'll see like uh, you know Stilgar doing it or um, Duncan Idaho. Uh, Duncan Idaho, Miami man, <laughs> Miami man. <laughs> um and yeah he uh, he. Paul shoves his thumper into the sand. He signals a worm and he's getting himself ready. And that's where the chapter lets off everybody. That's where the chapter lets off. And that is where we let off for this week. Oh, there's another round of chapters done and in the books. Uh, so it, as, man. yeah. So as always, uh, shoot us an email at chapter by chapter podcast at gmail.com. I want recipes. I want, Hat, I want fun hats. I want f- actually. I want uh, send send some haikus. You guys get some haikus. Yeah, out yeah. There? Absolutely. I've been playing a, 
I've been playing a, this game called of Ghost of Tsushima lately, and you get to write haikus oh, as part delicious. of the game. Yeah, sushi. And mm. no <laughs> sashimi. That's a that's a place. Ghost of uh, or mm. Tsushima. Sashimi. Sushi. Okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, give me get us some haikus. I would love some haikus. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, and yep. Well, we fuck. What do we got? Is that everything? I think that's everything. All right. Well, send us your haikus. Send us your recipes, and we will be back on Monday with chapter forty-one of Doom.